0: Joshua, the beauty of human relationship is that it, it's spontaneous.
1: Right. When right. Really,
0: take a deep breath and say, "Okay,
1: oh,
0: let's kiss." Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, the logic part of me is like stoked about it. It's like, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> guys welcome to our love our journey podcast and today we have a special guest for the second time that we're excited about this is
0: needy yes <laughs> yes
1: there we thank go you. all right <laughs> how's it going
0: it's going good thank you for having me back
1: good Cheers. of course we're very happy to have you back and you thank were one of my favorite uh, actually you're probably my favorite that we've had on so far so i um, <laughs> really excited because i know we're gonna have a really awesome conversation today Um, So, of course, I got my co-pilot, Alex, and uh, we are going to make this a YouTube version as well. So um, let's just dive right in, guys. So today I wanted to talk about what I think is a fascinating topic is um, I want to talk about childhood and how that impacts our relationships today. And then we're going to kind of branch off that topic because there's a few subtopics in that I'm interested in. So um, if you'd like to go ahead and start it off and um, and maybe let us know kind of just a general of how you see um, relationships, um, how, how our childhood reflects and mirrors our relationships
0: today. So yes, I do think that our, our childhood, um, what we experience in our childhood makes the adult that we are. And not just uh, in our... A romantic relationship. I mean that's what you meant by relationships. I mean relationships is any human interaction, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, our experience as children are the the foundation for how as as an adult we are going to be creating relationships. Doesn't matter uh, what names you give, whether it's it's with my my superior, it's with my peers, it's with my colleagues, it's with my friends, um siblings, anybody, and of course the romantic absolutely get affected a lot with that experience. If I am going to have while in my developmental stage, if I have if I see love, if I am cared for, if I feel safe if I'm made to believe that I am trusted, then that's what as, as a grown-up I would come up with. Those hmm. things will be taken for granted. Ah,
2: However, that's interesting.
0: If as a child, even as an infant who is who's being bottle-fed or, you know, at that age, say six, seven, eight months old, if the child is going to be deprived of the basic survival needs, like a a bottle of feed, right, by the Mm -hmm. caregiver, and whom for the next last four or five months he has come to rely on, but if the caregiver chooses to ignore the child or is very um, harsh to the child or aggressive towards the child, the child, even at that age, will start to... um, Develop will start experiencing aggression, and uh, will not be able to trust that caregiver, isn't it? The poor little baby doesn't have anybody else other than the caregiver to give him or her the survival needs, right? Mm-hmm. And right. Get protected Protect uh, him even as, as an adult.
1: That's interesting. Okay, so so it being ignored as a child, well, how would that play out in a relationship as an adult? Um, what are some things you can look for?
0: Sure. So I again want to give a rider that I don't have any experiment that I can tell you or a research that this is equals to this. But what I have read up, what I have studied, and what I have experienced a little bit. Okay. Think about it. If you are going to be neglected for whatever reason, what will be your first thought?
1: Um, try, oh, being needy, trying to get more attention. No.
0: no. Uh, you, yeah, yeah, that would be a reaction to get more attention. That's okay? okay. How would you feel if, if, if oh. your caregiver, if your mother, Forget oh, you feel somebody not valued. Ignores you. Somebody doesn't mm-hmm. give you the importance or the attention that you deserve. Enough. What is it that you receive?
1: Probably not valued. Not good enough. Not not safe. Not important.
0: Absolutely. We just said all those things. Not valued. Not safe. Not good enough. Right? I'm right. not. Somebody people care about. Not good enough. Was the operative word we use. Mm-hmm. So the child is going to be experiencing that over and over and over again. It's not necessary that, you know, the, the caregiver is doing it purposely.
2: Yeah, right.
0: of course. Yeah. It, 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 it's how the child is perceiving. right? If the child yeah. start believing that he or she is not good enough, then imagine that now they're grown up, they're 35, 28, 30 years of age, and they're having a, a romantic relationship. Uh, they don't need constant validation,
2: mm-hmm, constant yeah.
0: validation of being told that they're loved. So they may do things, they might purposely sabotage themselves of not doing something and then waiting and saying, if my partner does it for me, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I want to validate it and see that this person really cares for me, constantly being told. That's how it might it, it really play out. Um, imagine in, in, a, in a work environment, because that's a very important relationship that we have, you know? Um,
2: yeah.
0: Spend the majority of our time with co-workers. Now, if this person is constantly feeling that I'm not good enough, she will be a people's pleaser. Or she will be a people's pleaser. He, he or she may uh, want to do things uh, to constantly please their supervisors. Right? They mm-hmm. would require, uh, they would be needy to the extent that they will not take any initiative because what if my boss says, um, you're not doing the right thing. So every step that they will take, they would want someone to come and tell them, yeah, you did a good job, good, You know, well done. And then they will take the next step. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was that, if, if I was in the boss's place, I would see this person as dependent. Right.
2: So
0: I would, uh, I can't depend on that that person to uh, evolve or succeed my space so that I can grow, right? And hence, right. again, the same thing will come. If it becomes a vicious cycle. The person will not grow because of the inability to take risks or take initiatives and do things on their own and be independent. And they will again come back to the same stage that I'm not good enough. That I don't get the promotion that I need. It becomes a cycle. Then.
1: Interesting. So toward the end, guys, we'll get into. Um you know, if there's if it's possible to kind of break those habits and how I'm curious, but yeah. one thing I, I'm curious about is how is uh sexuality, um, in relationships and outside of relationships connected to childhood, or is it like if you are someone like if you're a guy and you have sex with a lot, a lot, a lot of girls, is that affected from it? Can that happen from childhood, or can that be um, just who you are? Are they seeking some more validation? I'm just curious to how. Uh, how sexual all of us are and our relationship with sexuality, even in a relationship mm-hmm. um, if you feel safe, if you don't feel safe, if you feel forced, if you don't feel forced like uh, or feel like obligated, things like that I'm just curious to the whole dynamic of sexuality in childhood
0: um, Good question doesn't have a very pointed single answer uh, so to speak, because we are a bundle of emotions we are a huge bundle of experience so to say that just because I was neglected uh, by my caregiver in the childhood now I'm going to look for uh, you know, a, a, a figure who's going to be very giving in my sexual um, connect. I it would be really foolish to say something as um, as a director a connect. However, if I'm a person by my experience, I have become a person who constantly believes that I'm not good enough. Uh, it can go two ways. I can I can I have a need to prove that I am good, and great, and sex has so much of pressure on our performance, pressure on our head, that this person might go extra, um, I I don't know what aggression, but can be Mm -hmm. more uh, active in that space, Mm -hmm. Right, can take the initiative more, can get a little more pushy and, you know, to establish his or her uh, domain. On the other side, if the person is, uh, again, in a space where I'm not good enough, then sex can be a very intimidating place also, because I'm now exposed. Part mm-hmm. naked, literally, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and that can be very vulnerable. Not everybody is comfortable with their uh, bare skin. right Now you're yeah. already feeling intimidated. You already feel that you're not good enough. Chances are that you will also have certain body issues or body image issues or yourself image. Anyways, in question. This person can also become passive or receiving. Right. Uh, may have to be maybe expecting the other person will play a more dominant role and maybe. Everything they he or she will do would has to result in a you know a great orgasm because otherwise I haven't done the deed right, right. That's the validation that we look for, perhaps. Right. Yes, it will definitely affect if that one single thing will affect, I don't know. But your child image definitely affect, affects your sexual um as
1: Yeah, it's interesting because <clears throat> um because the way I grew up, I I've <laughs> I've been pretty sexually active since so like, but a younger age that I'm I'm not even like even proud to talk about, <laughs> but um, at a pretty young age, and they said that there was a correlation between chaos in the child or chaos in the household and okay. um, sexuality at a very young age. Okay. And 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 I was always curious because I'm now in retrospect, now that I'm older, I think I'm realizing that um, a lot of the, my sexual sexuality or whatever, like <clears throat> um, having sex with a lot of girls, I think that a lot of that came from um, a need for um, validation on some level, but. Okay. <laughs> But it it just went so but it was it was weird because it wasn't so much connection because there wasn't really it wasn't really a connection thing it was just yeah, more yeah. to feel validated and then yeah, I was yeah. you're
0: not looking for connection yeah
1: you're not.
0: You're yourself saying it that you were looking for validation so that's possibly I mean, we, you and I will then have to get into a counseling or a therapeutic uh, relationship to understand where it's coming from but from what you're saying perhaps with analysis yes yeah. yeah. um, uh, yeah, more than just a sexual act I think it's a space of uh, uh, you come face to face with yourself I think you know in, in that yeah. very vulnerable moment uh, uh, where you and there's so much oppression of it so much people talk about it and you know that, that entire space uh, but it can it, it does bring out a lot of uh, hidden emotions that we are not other otherwise able to express. yeah To think about it in that in that room uh, there is just you and your partner I'm assuming for the sake yeah. of this expression please. Yeah. And uh, nobody really knows. It's you versus me, and what I say or you say, right? That so that space, how I'm going to react and respond, is um, it's my domain. I can feed somebody who's very uh, so For example, rape. I'm sorry to bring that up, but um, that's not a sexual act. It's a it's a criminal offense because uh, the 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 perpetrator is not getting aroused by the woman, but by the by the fear he puts in me or she puts in me, right? Feeling of that uh, sense of power, it's a power game, right? Okay, right. Uh, So, at least in our country, uh, and I'm quite sure most countries, it's not really seen as a sexual offense, it's seen as a criminal offense because it is a power space. So, you are in that space, not expressing your sexuality, you're actually trying to dominate somebody with brute force. So, now, if if power comes into play that's an extreme case, I'm thinking about uh, people like you and me, even there you're expressing your, you know, yeah. you want to please the person or you want to be seen in a certain manner or uh, do things in a certain manner. So uh, it is a power play there too.
1: Yeah, I can, I can tell. Yeah, that makes sense for me. Yeah. Cause that's what it was kind of about a lot of, um, almost of what, like the overwhelming majority <laughs> of um, my sexual experiences I realized was that, which is really interesting. Okay. So now my question is, is say that there is some way that, because, okay, so what, how does the mirroring work? So I know there's like some mirroring. So, and I know we kind of, we talked about this, but I'll tell you what, I'll explain what I mean. So as far as um, your relationships, uh, your actual relationship with your parents, so say like, if you don't have a lot of respect for your parents or there was no boundaries and things, do those get expressed into your current relationship where you're always pushing boundaries? Is it just kind of like a mirror or is it a little bit different than that?
0: Let me not use the word mirror. Let me not use any of them. As, I'm going to ask you very practical questions. As, suppose you have, the two of you have a baby. Hmm? Who would be the first human being that this child will really be exposed to? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, next. And then me. Correct. You are, so because you pointed to her, I'm assuming that you are telling her that she is the primary caregiver and you're the secondary caregiver. Okay. And for okay. the sake of this, yeah. question, Sure. So the child is exposed to the two. Of them. The child doesn't understand marriage, doesn't understand these relationships, right? The child just this you have this is somebody who cares for me, and he's somebody who cares for me and keeps me safe. So child starts to learn the first interaction and and and, and interpersonal equation is with the parents, right? Yeah. They're the world. They're the epitome of everything that the child seems to recognize or want. Over a period of time, that's the first relationship that the child will experience The parents. Yeah. Right. If I'm living with your if, if your child is living with you, then they will start, he or she will start to you will be the first man that the child will be exposed to, and Alex is the first woman you will be exposed to. Right. So my entire right. concept of a woman and a man will come from the two people that that is in front of me. Right? Right, right. How you you interact as parents, as people, is going to impact the child. Because that's the only and the first relationship that the kid knows.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Everything
0: else comes secondary, isn't it? The first impressions, yeah. the first interactions are happening with the parents, and, or the caregivers, whichever way you want to call it. Doesn't matter whether it is a, 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 a woman and a woman and a, a man and a woman, whichever it doesn't matter. The child is exposed to these caregivers the first, and that's the first relationship he or she wants. Now, if the child is going to see that this relationship has love, has respect, has uh, a balance, has uh, you know caring in it, uh, giving in it, nurturing in it. Then the child will grow up believing that is how a relationship is supposed to be. However, if the child sees the opposite way, perhaps the child will think this is how a marriage is supposed to be. Now, I'm not saying that when you will grow up, that's exactly what you will get
2: Because not yeah,
0: yeah. enough. Or you, you learn your lessons and you break the pattern. Somebody who's been who's seen an abusive marriage of their parents may choose to go the extreme side of taking care of it.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm
0: feeling so, aware of what was happening in that relationship.
1: So the parents have a. Um now this is interesting because i'm always wondering should parents make sure they avoid fighting in front of their kids and like or is that uh or should they show all emotion or does that affect because i grew up in a household where there was a lot a lot of fighting and so i actually kind of began thinking that that's the way relationships are you know um and i literally had to like learn like and i'm still completely learning like what a healthy relationship looks like i don't even know because i didn't see it as a kid right and then my parents got divorced when i was around 10 so um i'm curious to um what a what the parents listening can do to uh, what's a healthy uh household for the for the for the child
0: i think a healthy household is a household that is filled with mutual respect for each and every, every part of the household as a kid spoken to and spoken with, with respect. That Does that mean that they will not argue? Of course they will argue. Does it mean that they're not going to shout at each other? Yes, they will. We are human beings. We have emotions. What it means is that if we are shouting two times, then eight times out of 10, we are being respectful to each other. We are speaking to each other with uh, with, with moderation and balance.
2: Okay.
0: I, I, I think it would be wrong <coughs> for me to say that uh, a family should be made in this manner. No. Uh, I think family should recognize that every member of the family, beginning with the father and the mother, have to be respectful to each other. Have to, what I call, speak in an indoor voice. So I, I, okay. I have a lot as I got that. Because nobody had told me that there is an indoor voice and an outdoor voice. Uh, so, you know, when you get angry, you tend to raise your voice. But the fact is that you need to speak in an indoor voice. In a quieter or two, In a respectful voice. So that's the question of need to do to the people.
1: Interesting. Okay. So let's rewind a little bit. So if we go back to, um, you know, your relationship with your parents as a young age and how that plays out in your current relationships, um, is is there something that, how does that work? Can you break that? Um, is it uh, still a choice? Like there's these automatic habits, right? And they're kind of embedded in us. Um, of course, I believe that you can have a growth mindset and, and start rewiring yourself, but how do you go about doing that? I guess um, if you're Good. noticing unhealthy habits, for example, a great example would be um, if you're born being extremely dominant in relationships? Because <clears throat> I've realized like I, can, I have a tendency to be very dominant in relationships, and I think that that becomes from not feeling dominant or safe as a kid, whereas a survival instinct, I had to like That's flip it. Yeah,
0: movie.
1: so how do, you, how do you rework that and start to feel safe and things like that?
0: Uh, You've already started. Oh. <laughs> That's wonderful. That's the first step, acknowledgement, that perhaps I'm doing this. Because unless you acknowledge, you cannot correct it. Right. right? Or let's not use the word correctly. Uh, I'm, I'm really sorry. I want to delete yeah, that. Yeah,
1: great. I like that,
0: yeah. We cannot modify it. Yes. Good. Right? Behavior is contextual. Behavior can be modified. So if I recognize that I'm getting dominating or I'm getting, I, I have the need to be always in control of everything, then I can then take a deep breath and learn to receive it.
2: Right.
0: Is it going to happen overnight? No, it's not going to happen overnight. We'll have to work steadily at it, step by step. So, uh, one of the things that that, that you can do is that on a day-to-day basis, instead of uh, dominating, I don't know how you function, but suppose uh, in a household, you tell, okay, we're going to eat eggs and, uh, you know, uh, um, pancakes for breakfast. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can stop and say, what would you like to have? Let's have what you want. So, you have given, you have receded, and you have allowed someone else to take charge and be in that space. Oh, I
2: see.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Very small things, very, very small things you can do. Because actually big things don't matter so much as much as our day-to-day interactions and behaviors become difficult to deal with.
1: Right, um, right.
0: So, I mean, I don't know how you, what you do maybe, sure. in, in terms of domination, but I can tell you about me that I also get, uh, I get very hassled if I don't know uh, how things are going in a way. So according mm-hmm. to me, nobody's as planned as I am. Nobody yeah, knows how to figure the day. Uh, <laughs> and that can cause a lot of issues to the people who live with you. Because they don't want to fall in line with what which, which you have planned, right? Right. Uh, that's where when your plans don't go and they're doing something else, you have to what So I'm saying is that I developed a, a, a process where I take people to do okay?
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, if somebody has to do a chore, it's very difficult for me if I, if, I, if you said that, no, I will do this by the afternoon and I'm looking at the watch it's afternoon. And I can get very hyper that. You know, you're not doing it. If you don't want to do it, I will do it. So now I take a deep breath and tell myself, you know what? Happy, they can do it. Nothing is gonna happen if it happens two hours later. Yeah, so that's
2: self, right.
0: Recognizing the pattern and then slowly catching the thought and working with that thought, what are you talking to yourself can help you know. so, a lot. <laughs> you
1: okay, got it, okay. So what happens if, for example, okay, so here's my observation, just the pure observation. Is that most people say you got to get married and have kids, and most people, the overwhelming majority of people that are married and have kids, seem miserable, they really do, right? So, <laughs> and it's funny because oh, but
0: no, the- God, wiping their asses and putting them to sleep, and
1: sleeping. yeah, yeah uh, right.
0: I mean, still in my country, it happens in my age, yeah, right. In your country, at least, uh, children tend to get more independent by the time they're 16 and 18. Here, it doesn't happen, <laughs> so it yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's funny because um, I'm starting to see the so when that so I I could see this as a young kid and it freaked me out and made me not want to get married or have kids right um, at Alex first so and then I was like, that. what's that?
0: Alex is looking at you. I, I know. She is.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> now as I got older, I balanced my perspective a little bit. Okay, sure. I realized like, okay, you can't run from responsibility, like, and responsibility is good. It's a gift, right? Okay, yeah, so actually. but um, my question is, is you know. I've seen, I I don't know how many, If I don't know if I've seen a lot of uh, quote unquote healthy relationships, right? And like, what is that? It's still abstract in a sense, right? I'm sure there's some some guidelines we can say on um, like mutual respect and things like that. However, um, I grew up never seeing a healthy relationship. So learning, trying to figure out what it looks like even, I don't even know what I'm aiming for, right? Um, so, so what do you do if you don't have a model of having a healthy relationship? Um, how do you, uh, you know, Modify it, I guess, for for a more optimal, healthy relationship. Because it's been a hard journey for me to try to figure this out on my own when um, I just had to base it off uh, uh, girls I dated reaction on, um, you know. So, um, and then I'll be like, oh, okay, that looks like that hurt them. So maybe I shouldn't do that. So, what, what are some guidelines or some ways to have a healthy relationship if you have no examples in the physical world?
0: As I said just a few minutes earlier, um, Joshua, that recognizing where you are, recognizing that challenge is the first one. So, hats off to you. Trust me, if you were sitting in front of me, I would have given you a big hug.
2: Uh,
0: okay. Many people, blessed are those who can actually recognize that they're struggling with something. And what I like is that uh, you haven't blamed, you have stated the situation, but you've not blamed someone. I don't know yeah. whether you do or not. At least at this point, time, sure. you're going to be recognizing the challenge and you're saying, I want to go ahead. How do I do that? So that's 60% of the battleground. Okay,
2: good.
0: How are you going to do it? Is there a full breakthrough for formula? No, there isn't. I, I come from a very very good home. My parents, I mean, they've been married for fifty two years. My father worships the ground my mother walks on. I am not irritating. It's irritating. Um, <laughs> not cool. Irritating to see that. Okay, I asked my mom how do you deal with this. Uh, so coming from that, where I saw so much of nobody ever raised voices, and then I got into a marriage where uh, they were always raised voices,
2: mm.
0: right? And for the longest right. time, I didn't know that that is what was troubling me so much. Uh, the point is that one needs to recognize it and then one needs to rectify it. How do you rectify it? Well, uh, get into counseling. Uh, what you are struggling with is what is called emotional intelligence. No matter what relationship it is, it does not matter. And I can bet my entire life on that.
1: You said emotional intelligence?
0: Emotional intelligence.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, big yeah. time. That's always and been tough for me. If yeah.
0: if, if you, what you are saying is that you need to look at growing your emotional intelligence. So perhaps you need to look at your blind spots, right? Yes. To perhaps yeah. take some feedbacks and be open to taking those feedbacks and allowing others to walk into that space. Getting over the the, the fear that you know in this kind of a relationship, people, people will hurt me. So I'm not going to, you know, wrap myself and put myself in a cocoon. I will allow the light to come through. I will allow someone to come through, like you're doing with Alex, right? You're yeah. letting her come through to you. So you're already doing something to fix that. Is there a foolproof? No, there isn't. I, I, I mean, uh, if Estelle Ballen has, perhaps she has. I don't think anybody else can give you that formula. And I'm, I'm very sure even she wouldn't have. Because you yeah. mean, dynamics are so different, right? right. So I would suggest uh, reading, uh, reading up on it, understanding emotional intelligence, uh, working with a coach to develop the in- emotional intelligence, uh, which will help you to have better relationships. Yeah. And, I wouldn't even recommend getting into a relationship coach because your partner doesn't have a problem. Right. Right. I have a problem. My partner doesn't have that problem. So yes. Right. Okay. Yes. So I, I would say um, taking those kind of steps, becoming mindful of, um, you know, uh, how you're behaving, recognizing, as you're saying, uh, the moment you're saying I, I'm recognizing her body language and trying to see okay, maybe I said mm-hmm. something. Right. That's emotional intelligence. relationships, right. right. Self-management. Social awareness.
1: Yes, those things, so what's interesting is so uh we we found out that I'm on the spectrum of autism, and so it's hard for me to um in the moments, it's hard for me to know to or to provide a safe space for someone emotionally right so it's because because in the moments i just see it's like um, I just see the pure logic for the most part so i I, I don't know how to so we we've worked a lot with that as far as it helped us so much to know what was yeah. going on for sure that's
0: true, that's true. you know we well, had to understand that. Yeah. In yeah. what situation, both of you definitely uh, would need a relationship coach or, or a counselor who can help her understand you and mm-hmm. you understand we,
1: her. Yeah, which we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we do therapy, uh, couples therapy every two weeks, and individual every week.
0: Yeah, um,
1: yeah, and, <coughs> yeah, yeah. And, it helps yes, a lot. A ton. Well, and then what's interesting is she's uh, married to an autistic person, and she has an autistic kid, so it really she, she knows, has a lot of and
0: perspectives. She's holistic, is that what the word yeah, is? Yeah, uh, so she can one. help me a ton. Yes, yeah. because
1: yeah. I've always felt like. I, I, You know, when things are happening and then eventually as you get older, you're like, well, this is what people has been saying my whole life. It finally clicks. Like once I found out about the autism, then it clicked. And I was okay. like, oh, like, OK, like yeah. I'm not like some people are. And then my whole life starts flashing. I'm just like, oh, I made some. I, I did make those people feel uncomfortable. Oh, I did see this. because I'm just so raw with the way I talk. Right. And yeah. what's what's been interesting is to um, find out that I think. It, now two things i think one the myth that uh autistic people don't have uh empathy compassion is so misunderstood for me it's just hard to process emotions quickly.
0: expressed yeah. yeah yeah that's it yeah yes. i mean your your first reaction is logic and the other person's first reaction is emotions that's, that's yes yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the what we have you will process emotion, and the other person will process logic. Yeah, that's, that's exactly so, how
1: it works for us. It.
0: I always come to the logic at the end, and, and I then I come to the emotions, emotions
1: later. So I feel bad in like twenty minutes because it's just t- I, she processes emotions, boom, just like boom, she's there. Me, it takes me. I have to think and process and retrospect, and then I feel really bad, right? But in the moments, I don't feel that way, right? Because I'm just trying to get out the logic first. So just like you said, so the thinking, feeling brain, right? Both sides. Right. But um, another thing that I've been noticing is. Um, I, my personal relationship with emotions is where the big thing is, is because I'm not fully aware of all the emotions that I feel at all, not even close. Like, you know, I just kind of keep going. I'm I'm on the logic train. Right. And then, so she's aware of all these emotions. She's getting hit all day with emotions just everywhere. And then, um, and then for me, I'm still feeling the same amount of emotions, right? I'm sure we're all feeling a ton of emotions, but I'm just not aware I'm feeling them. Mm -hmm. I'm naturally pushing them away. And so I think that for, for me, it's been a big journey of trying to process my own emotions. So that way. I can have the empathy uh, a little bit quicker because um but i need awareness of the emotions i don't even yeah. have the awareness of what these emotions that are happening are and it's like i don't spend enough time processing there so i think for me it's about the um the uh relationship of emotions with myself knowing emotions are bad accepting and then that way when she brings emotions to me now i'm getting so much better at not seeing them as bad not uh, pushing her emotions away because i'm used to pushing my own emotions away if that makes sense
0: absolutely makes sense in fact. Uh, when you're saying this, uh, what is the picture that is flashing is that you at least have gotten a name and you, you say that, okay, you know what? I I have this this challenge because of which I'm behaving in a certain manner. Yeah. Okay? And you're trying to go past that. Mm-hmm. I see grown people with no problems like that, with decent IQ and they're, they're, they're fully functional as far as the okay. normal human behavior is supposed to be. Sure. How come they don't process emotions so quickly?
1: Right.
0: Emotions, per se, are not supposed to be uh, to be good. They're a women's thing, right? Women feel emotion. Yeah. Men don't. Boys don't cry, do they? Yes, right. Yeah. People, so first and foremost, uh, you, you shouldn't even, I mean, <laughs> you need to laugh at everybody else because they're equally in the same boat as you are. Yeah. Just that you are ready, Joshua, to deal with it. She is partnering with you and dealing with it. Others are not even aware of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was much more challenging before we got aware because you know she didn't understand well she never felt like her emotions were getting validated because yeah. she felt like i was just like don't have emotion and i kind of was i mean in my own way because yeah, i couldn't manage my own emotions how am i going to manage someone else's you
0: know, and that's why we end up saying things like men are from mars and women are from venus or yeah mars. so easy to categorize and say oh you're different and i'm different oh yes we are different you know it's apple and oranges and we are going to taste different anyway Yeah." Right. But the basic fact remains that both feel emotions. It's yeah. how we are conditioned to look at those. Yeah. Well, most- you know,
1: you know what I notice is um, so. For me, it's been it's, I'm very comfortable. I wouldn't say comfortable, but I became comfortable being uh, vulnerable in logical ways but it's very tough for me to be emotionally vulnerable, like raw peer connection. Well, it's how it feels very uncomfortable, right, um, in ways. And so um, <clears throat> for for me, I've realized I have these these uh, automatic defensive things. So as soon as I feel like if we feel any, like if I feel emotional um, vulnerability, then uh, my brain wants to just completely put up a wall and then start talking about logic and moving away from it. And that's the big discovery I've had lately is is like I have this, wall wow, where it just kicks in. I'm trying my best to explain it in the sensory. I I get it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Completely.
0: And so and I'm like finally aware of it, ways.
1: which has been like help, helping a ton, you know?
0: Yeah. Because that's your safe space. That's the that's the emotion or our what should I say? Thought process that you connect with that helps right. you express and make sense of the world around you. Mm-hmm. And that's normal to you.
1: Yes. Right.
0: So you're working with it, so that's great. I mean think yeah. about others. Where men believe that they need to be always logical, they need to be the irrational people all the time. Or that's right. not for men, but typically it happens, it's seen with men typically that, that they are. And, yeah. and expressing any kind of emotion is not okay. So, how do boys connect? They go to a bar and say, hey, let's watch a watch a game. And hey, dude, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Done, over and done with. Right? Yeah, uh huh, yeah. And, and that's such a stereotype. Uh, and women will go and cry on each other's shoulders or whatever they will have the menis and the peli's together and everything else. And those are releases both the speakers are expressing in their own, own manner. The problem becomes is when the two come together and now I'm expecting my partner to understand my emotional aspect and my partner is unable to do that. Right. And that's the conflict starts to happen.
2: Yes, exactly. Because I
0: want to be validated for how I'm feeling and yep. the opposite person just doesn't get it.
2: Yeah.
0: So they're really not, I mean, in fact, I, I think you both are, are way ahead of everybody else at least you are doing something about it right they're not yeah. even doing anything about it and then they wonder why we are arguing why are we fighting uh why are we dissatisfied in our relationship
1: yeah right it, I, I can't even imagine being in a relationship without knowing that. at least what we know now it'd be like so much harder oh my god but um um so so for so so a challenge that i've had is um and just being curious of what to do so I, here's where it comes to understanding I think each other's emotional validation. Here's what I'm getting at, is whenever um, that wall comes up, I notice it now. I just try to just relax and just breathe and observe and Absolutely. just you know go to my breath and observe. Then what happens is um, now I... So what I do, what I've always done with fear is I run toward my fear so that I don't have the fear anymore because I don't like feeling fear, so I run t- t- toward it, right? So then I just try to get even more vulnerable when I notice that, okay? And so I just try to lean in more. But here's the challenge is sometimes... Um, she doesn't, um, naturally, like we won't naturally know how to emotionally validate each other. So when I'm going double down on the vulnerability, um, if she doesn't give me the, the abstract response that I'm wanting, which how would she know, <laughs> you know, um, then and then i then i'm feeling like even more vulnerable because my uh, my is not getting nourished or nurtured yeah. right so i guess my question is is what do you do in that time when you're it's very tough for you to be emotionally vulnerable but you throw it all out there and then you don't get it uh, nourished or acknowledged in the way that you think or you would like it right. to be right
0: and and the answer to your question lies in exactly what you said you said how is she going to know how i'm i'm, I'm feeling right oh right mm-hmm. speak it out okay,
1: okay. Does that make okay. it so logical? Does that make it too logical, though? Because it's no, like, when, no, I, no, when no, I feel no. this way, you do this. No,
0: you no, no, You have to tell. So what I mean is that you've got to say, hey, listen, Alex, I am feeling that way. Okay. But I I told this to my daughter today. She goes through anxiety bouts and stuff like that. And she gets extremely gloomy and stuff. And as a mother, I get very anxious looking at her. And I want—I feel frustrated. So we had a bit of a, we exchanged words.
2: Yeah.
0: And... Uh, and then I told her, I said, you know what? I apologize. And I said, look, you need to tell me when you're in that state.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. Her response was, what do I tell you? So I said, you know, all you need to do, maybe send me a message if you want to, and just say, I'm having a bad time. That's it. I will not, to, she wanted me to leave her alone in that space. So I will know not to get into that space. Because as a mother, I was getting into that, that space, right? right. But if, if she's not going to tell me, I am processing it very differently. I'm seeing it that, you know what, she's lying in the bed and she's not doing what she's supposed to be doing. She's supposed to be studying. She's not doing all of that. She's not doing the chores. Blah, 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 blah. You know, all of that. So I'm processing from there and then hounding her. Whereas if the, if the, you, for example, now if you just took a breather and told Alice, hey, listen, beyond the point, you don't even have to say anything. That deep breath she will recognize and she will come to the table and say, Are you okay? And she will do everything. But till she reaches that point, express.
1: Oh, okay. I,
0: I, none of us are mind readers, are
1: we? Right, right. Because I feel like that all the time. I'm like, what? Like, I, I, won't know what she wants from me. Especially with the autism thing, I feel it's like I do not know the appropriate emotional response in situations, yeah. right? Well, and so I was just like, what, what? I can't read your mind. You got to tell me, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so we've well, we learned to communicate that.
0: All so when she says that she's feeling down, um. Uh, from her side, uh, her instinctive reaction can be, why the hell doesn't he get it that I I, I want to be hugged right now?
2: Mm-hmm. Right. So
0: he is in a space where the other person is not getting it. The choice gotcha. you have to make that I have, I am here, do I want to stay here? And if the answer is yes, then open your mouth and say, listen, a hug will do." Right now I want to hug
1: her. Right.
0: right? Um, and you go hug her then. But hug her genuinely. You know, <laughs> not just looking for the sake of being hugged. Right. Uh, she says that you know, I, I, I really want to be left alone, I, I, I'm very frustrated. Leave her alone. You can turn around and ask her, Would 30 minutes be okay? <laughs> <If that's- laughs> no. uh, that's fine. Uh, and she has to, in turn, uh, learn to respond to that and say, Okay, this person needs that.
2: So, mm-hmm. yeah, 30
0: minutes. No, I think I'll be okay in 15 minutes. You'll have a cup of coffee after 15 minutes, till then, leave him alone, right? Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: and let me tell you, uh, Josh and Joshua and Alex. It's not very different with normal people, without oh, okay.
1: Oh, that's okay? good to know. Yeah,
0: I have. I mean, I don't know about how men process it, but we want our men to understand every bit of emotions that we feel. Yeah. Say the right things to us. Put the flowers on the you know table and the candles and the and the and God knows what else. What so <laughs> uh, you got to say it for the guy to know it. Yeah. The hell I you stereotyping and imagining that everybody thinks in the same way. It's it's, it's one awesome. person. It's just. Yeah. Awesome. So, my, my advice always to people who are in a relationship is please express the feeling. Please say, I want this. Mm-hmm. I want this of you. Like, I tell my partner that I'm not a morning person, okay? So
1: yeah, me
0: neither. <laughs> he makes the breakfast, and, and that one single, he doesn't express love at all the way I see love. At yeah. all. poles are the opposite, okay? But so that one single act, told me, because he recognizes I'm not a morning person, breakfast is always it's like I will get up and he will say I put the tea, uh, water for the tea okay, that would perhaps be the most likely you know, the first or the second thing he would say to me. and that tells me that he gets
1: okay, right oh yeah, because the love language is interesting it's like how we explain, yeah, express it okay, so one last question before we wrap up is I'm, so one thing I've been doing for my journaling is I've noticed that there's two times I, two waves, I journal. Sometimes I just journal through the motion if it's heavy. And then a lot of times I get into a higher level state and then I journal. And then I realize when I can see when I'm over the situation and not like in it, man, can I like process through it so well. Right. Um, so I get into a different state and then I journal a lot of times lately. And that's been a, a huge unlock for me. Um, so my, my question is, is the last part is, um, do you think so Tony Robbins talks about getting in state every time before you see your partner, getting into a high level state? You know, so I think about like uh if she says if I'm in a great mood and she says something that would normally bother me, I'll be like, eh, whatever, I love you anyway. But if she says something like just barely, like not even that would normally bother me, but I'm in a bad state, I'll just get aggressive or get upset, aggressive or whatever, and yell and be like, what the heck? Right. So my, so do you think that there's an obligation to um uh, get into not an obligation, I don't like that word, but like, do you think it's optimal to get in a high-level state before you see your partner? Is that even not normal or you know what I mean? But what do you think about um getting in a good state before you see a partner? Because I can handle so much better when I'm journaling when I'm in a head, head higher state. And then it like life is a million times like easier, better, and optimal. So getting in my own emotional state would be a good strategy, but it seems very logicky to me. So yeah. I'm just curious to what you think. Yeah.
0: Uh, it works for you. Okay. okay. But chances are uh, I don't know about Alex, it will definitely not work for me.
2: Oh okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, What Tony Tony, uh, Robbins is saying is that become aware. okay. Mm -hmm. Allow things to process something. What he's saying is that most of us are reacting to a situation. So that is when you're saying you will just, even if you say something very normal, you know, you will say, what the hell, why are you talking like that? Or Why are you doing something like that? Right.
2: Right.
0: Because you're in a state of reactionary brain. Right. Our ancient limbic brain, which yep. reacts to the situation. Right. right. What he's saying is, take a breather. Give it a count of 10 seconds or 5 seconds and allow your rational brain to come up. The modern brain.
1: Right.
0: That can help you respond to the situation.
1: Well, and so what's interesting though is so he says motion equals emotion. And so it's like how you move your phys- physiology, your physical body creates the uh the the frequency that you tap into. Yeah. So for example, if like you tap into depression, you know, you can put your state like this and then just and you'll start to feel depressed. Or if you you know move your physical body like this in a happy way, then like in a big smile on your face, then your brain can't help it. It starts to I become think, in that state. But that's um the best
0: thing to ever have have a, if you want to feel good, have a open, robust body language and, and the emotions will flow through like
1: that isn't yeah, it so, so do you think that that is a good strategy to do um yeah. while you're with your partner uh, before you see a partner and all that do you think that's a, um, val- a valuable strategy
0: joshua the beauty of human relationship is that it, it's spontaneous
1: right, right. Here,
0: take a deep breath and say okay okay you know <laughs> <laughs> Let's kiss that's Islam. Yeah,
1: because the logic part of me is like stoked about it. It's like, yeah, that sounds great. I can do that yeah, all
0: the for, time. For you, that's great. But um, uh, what about Alex? What thing? She can't be scheduling and kissing and hugging and yelling and screaming <laughs> on a her, on her time schedule or on a timer. <laughs> right. The dynamic of human behavior that makes it so interesting and so beautiful is this continuity. Yes. That's romance, right? You're walking by and just brushing your hand against the person or just touching the person or ruffling their hair or something like that. I don't know. I mean, lots of stuff. That's spontaneous. Yeah. That yeah. Yes. So, is it going to. So, am I saying that's the only way? No. When there is some heavy duty uh, conversation that you need to have or there's a situation that you need to talk about, the decision that you need to make, then perhaps it makes sense to take a deep breath, schedule it, calm down, get into that higher state that you're saying. Okay. Uh, and then have that conversation. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, but on a day-to-day basis, uh, you know, scheduling everything may not be very comfortable. I, yeah. I, 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 I don't see that happening, honestly. And he's uh, yeah. also not meaning it that way.
1: Right, yeah. And especially for me, I, I, I get the risk of pushing away emotion, which I need to run toward emotions more. So um, I don't want to run that risk too high, you know, because um, I don't want to unconsciously be like, oh, good state. What, what problems? <laughs> you know what I mean? So...
0: Cool. Okay. Well, Hey,
1: this was another awesome conversation. I had a really good time. Um, I it's so fun talking to you. to you. Yeah.
0: I want to ask Alex that what does she think about the movie? About which part? About the whole thing, This conversation that we've had. What do you think? How, how should people be actually, how do you deal with it? Uh, it the questions. Questions. Yeah. About how uh, Joshua responds and how are you dealing with that? Um, pretty well. It's gotten better with time. I used to get frustrated because I just felt so invalidated, and he would always tell me he's like emotions aren't logical. I'm like exactly, <laughs> Almost just like exactly. Wow. <laughs> he's like I just don't see the point. And I was like I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, right. but it's getting a lot better. Um, the more. So we're if the you more. had to uh, give a tip to somebody who is perhaps having a similar kind of a situation or a challenge, what would you say to them? Understand. Just have some understanding that it's not easy, and it's not like it is for you, especially if you're dealing with someone on the spectrum. Um. Right it's not the same. It's just not like, it's just not there. You just have understanding. And when you see them trying be like, well, moly, they're actually trying.
1: Yeah. That helps because if she can see, cause me looking, me trying that probably doesn't look the same way as like other people's mm-hmm. natural awareness. Like mm-hmm. me trying is a lo- like, it's, it's like, it's like small stuff for probably other people, but for yeah. me it's a huge leap. For, yeah. You know, So I'm like, I'm like so disconnected in ways. So trying to find out, I'm trying to learn it. And as I go, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's kind of tough. Yeah. yeah, that means a lot to me. So,
0: well, yeah, that's good, great. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. I really wanted to hear your part of it. Yeah, of course. So, how do how do you you know process that? Thank you so much, guys. It's, yeah. it's wonderful if I've added value. That's great.
1: Yay. Yeah. Thanks so yeah, much for having in. We'd love to freaking have you on again sometime soon. <laughs> so maybe we could schedule something in the next few weeks um, and get you back on. And yeah. uh, we love our conversation is always so good. And I love you so much. So. And I, I love
0: seeing so. the fact that you were so serious and you were kind of, initially, I thought you were distracted. But then- you look so serious and so into it that was freaking me out <laughs> <laughs> you're like they're freaking me out
1: man <laughs> yeah i know
0: <laughs> yeah 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 I'm
1: serious about this stuff yeah <laughs> yeah so.
0: wonderful to see that both of you are working so you know diligently yeah yeah, That's yeah,
1: yeah we work we work really hard together a yeah, lot every day and it's, it's fun and it's still the journey even if we're not there yeah. you know it's still a fun journey so. yeah
0: yeah so you're getting there cool mm-hmm destination otherwise the journey will come to an end right so keep going yeah right? that's right yeah exactly
1: right. great great point yeah. great fight so thanks so much guys so uh okay. thank you guys so much for listening for all you listening and uh if you guys uh, can you let them know where to find you if they want to find more of your stuff again
0: yeah uh they can look me up on insta it's bon Bon underscore nadee they can google me Nidhi Sharma if you would put out my name they'll be able to find me i'm all over the social media
1: perfect awesome. <laughs> and she's on youtube guys what's your youtube channel
0: called bond impressions
1: Bond impressions. Yeah, I saw you posted a new post today or yesterday. Yeah,
0: yeah, today, uh, yesterday. Yeah, okay,
1: yeah, yeah. That one was cool. We're going to watch it today. Uh, that one actually looks great. Yeah, what was the topic again?
0: Uh, I'm doing something called success mindset. It's targeted towards uh, younger lots, talking about uh, how do we process our success? What do we really think about success? Yes, what is it okay. that something more successful than someone else? What is it that they have? So the series is called I Am Possible. Impossible, oh. right? So the word is oh, right. I Possible.
1: So right. Yes. Oh, very cool. Nice cool. So yeah, if you guys are interested, uh check it out. Yeah. yeah. All Thank right. You. Well, thanks so much for hopping on. Uh we love talking to you and we will uh we'll message you and then we'll get the next one lined up sometime yeah. soon. Thank All you, right. Sir. No worries, have a great night. See ya. Yeah, See you everyone. Okay, yeah. bye. bye.